And then the door opened, and UFPD came out, and they oh were God. like, don't come any further. And I really thought I was in the wrong. Uh-huh. And then she walked out, and she's like, no, it's okay. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then she came over, and she talked to me. What is the first thing that she said? She said, hey, I'm Ellie. What's your name? Oh, my God. So now that we're in college and we're all grown up, uh, I think people wonder what our relationship is like, and we very much are very supportive and thrive off of each other's energy, and I think that this text chain from the other day mm-hmm. is a perfect representation of what our relationship is like, so I was going to read them a bit of it. You Let's do it. Me? Let's do it. Okay, so I sent you a picture, and I said, I got to hear her speak. And then to that I said, Ayo, that's amazing. You going to talk to her? Slash grab a picture? I'm going to try. There's no formal way to do it. So I'm thinking about what Thomas would do. Thomas from yesterday. And I said, you just got to stalk. All caps. Yup. Pull the inner Thomas. No. You have to dress really nice when you go to events like this. Like professional. Definitely can finesse more in these situations if you look important. I said, yup, yup. Blazer and everything. I found a car towards the back entrance that's on. And the driver's in and out. He's dressed really nice. And like waiting outside of it. And so I said, yep, that's it. You gotta stand there and wait. Is it a big SUV? Black sedan. Big black SUVs lead to great influencers. LOL. To which I sent a picture of the driver outside the running car. Hmm, yeah, that's some shit right there. Make sure you have exactly what you're gonna say to her. There's no other reason why the car would be running, right? And make sure that you also hit that record button. No, I'm not gonna record it. I want it to be genuine. My heart is beating so fast. Holy crap. I watched her do a two and a half twist in 2016, and now she's here. Wait, what if this is some decoy car? I said, wait. We had to leave our backpacks in the room, and I left it inside. I have my phone and keys, but your girl's about to lose her backpack over this. It's okay. It's okay. You have another backpack anyways. Lol, right? Thanks for being this person. I love it. And then 20 minutes later, I sent you a picture of me and Allie Raisman. Crazy. Crazy. I got so hyped when you sent me that picture because it was literally we were talking about hey like let's put inner thomas in you like all this like sick discomfort yes theory video style and you were there on the other end of it and you pulled it and the the fact that like this whole idea of like you know putting out what you want in the world Mm -hmm. and then seeing the results like that was instant like it was just like you did it and like ali raisman apparently from what i heard it was like she the, the way it sounded like that she came to you and yeah. she talked to you and this was a one-on-one conversation that you had with her first things first what was that conversation what happened after that like so she introduced herself to you mm-hmm. what happened well first of all i i felt like a stalker but part of me really wanted to meet her because like this is an incredible moment we're both from the northeast and i've never gotten to see her there and the fact that like she came to campus and she was right she's there from boston that's right she is or like massachusetts massachusetts yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like i i have to meet her you know she's mm-hmm. here so um i i didn't have tickets to the event mm-hmm. and so because I, I didn't know so for t- the for the audience who don't know like about these events like yeah so um the University of Florida 
has a group of people who bring in like accent speakers to come mm. in. So I think a couple so months ago yeah. they had Michael Kay and Keenan Thompson from SNL, mm. and they have all these different guest speakers come it's in. Michael Shea, by the way. Michael Shea, my bad. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm such a huge fan of Weekend Update. <laughs> I'm a fake fan because I just pronounced it wrong. Okay. Anyways, um, so the the sign that I saw, and you actually texted me about this also, said open to the public. So I just assumed that I would show up. And you're going to get and, it. Yeah. yeah, so there's going to be a line. So it's the doors open at 6.30. Mm-hmm. Show starts at 7.30. I get there at 6.20, and I'm standing in this short line, not realizing that was the line with tickets. Mm. And so then I get to the door, and the person's collecting tickets, and I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you needed tickets. Um, I was, is there any chance, like, you can still let me in? And yeah. then she's like, well, there's a standby line over there. So I waited in that standby line for an hour. Mm-hmm. And then I finally got in, and they wanted to s- me to sit way in the back, in the balcony of the auditorium. Of yeah. the auditorium. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then I saw this kid go out to the front of the auditorium, and there were two seats left. Mm-hmm. So I followed him, and we got the last two seats. So we were sitting right in the front, in the balcony, without tickets. And I thought that was it. Like this That is, was the picture that, that was, you sent me. Yeah. Um, in the beginning of that text chain that we just read right uh, and I was like so close to her and I thought that was like my finessing for the night that's that's when I thought I, this is the closest as I'm gonna get right. without tickets right. and then um, she she had there was a moderation and she had her talk mm-hmm. and then there were questions that the students had mm-hmm. and um, there were I knew she was gonna leave and I kind of wanted to talk Have to her. Have this interaction, Yeah, right. and so that's when... So you, you left two minutes early. So, I, yeah, I left, like, two questions early. And because I also knew it was going to be chaos as soon as, like, she was done she was and done. everyone yeah. tried to leave. Right. Um, so then as I was leaving, I kind of did, like, this parameter around the building. And I saw the black sedan. Mm-hmm. And then there's no reason why the black sedan would be on running. And there would be a really, like, dressed up, like, driver. Yeah. So I texted you and you were like, yep. That's definitely something you should wait right there. So I literally stood. All the windows are tinted and everything. It's like, of course, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I sat like on this bench right in front of the driver and the driver was like walking around on his phone in and out and he didn't say anything. He didn't tell me to leave. Like he didn't ask me why I was there. None of that stuff. Um, So everyone else left and then I had to wait a solid like. 20, Everybody 25. from the event. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty twenty-five. So you were just there, like you and the driver, essentially in yeah. that scene. Yep. Yeah. And I was just sitting there on my phone, waiting, not knowing if this was a decoy and she's gonna leave through another exit or anything. That's the whole conversation we had. Yeah, right. yeah. And then the door opened, and um, someone said, "You ready to go, Allie?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's coming out." And then I thought, and obviously there was gonna be security. I don't know why. I thought there wouldn't be security, but I guess it was so much more intimidating when UFPD came out. And I just stood up, and she was a good 10 feet away, but they were like, please don't move any further. And I, I was actually really scared when they did that. It's It was an intimidating mm-hmm. thing when the police mm-hmm. tell you that. And then she came over, and she's like, no, like I'm going to go talk to them. And then she's like, hey, I'm Allie. Like, what's your name? And I'm like, hey, I'm Priya. And, um, and then I told her, she sh- I was like, when you were in there and you talked about how um, every girl deserves to be respected regardless of how she's dressed, it really meant a lot to me because sometimes I feel like it's safer if I don't look nice and it's like on especially walking around on college campuses mm-hmm. and she she and I had this one-on-one conversation about what it's like being a girl and like walking out at night by ourselves and things of that sort 
and it was really meaningful and i i didn't ask her for a picture because i i told you this in text you wanted was, to be genuine yeah, right it was really important to me that like we just got a moment to talk and connect with her because um, I think that like lasts longer for me than a picture would and then at the end she's like hey do you want a picture and um, I don't even I think there was like two other people with her and then there were two students who were like also the head writing, of like, the oh. head of the organization or whatever oh, okay. that like got so to, you were like, the only like audience member or stranger that was like let's call it a stalker that was that, that was, was a stalker yeah. can we rename that that was like no, no, no. a fanatic i guess i'm no, a, yeah. a huge fan i don't think it's it, it, i know stalker could mean in a negative connotation but like i no, didn't i didn't mean any harm in, yeah obviously not right um like yeah if she so didn't come over you were okay with that like outcome as well right yeah um there were, no there were like i think there were two seniors that were like head of yeah. whoever runs um bringing speakers in mm-hmm. and so um he's like yeah i'll grab the picture and then like the lighting wasn't good so i was like hey do you mind if we move over here to get get better lighting and she's like yeah of course and then um she took the picture and then i i left to get my backpack which was still inside and i i got it thank god you know so basically everything turned out okay everything turned out okay actually better than okay yeah because you actually had to share that moment with with two-time olympic champion uh, captain of the Olympic team. Yes. Gold medalist. A moment, uh, 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 you know, a leader of the Me Too moment. A leader of the Me Too one the, moment. One of the leaders of, yeah. And she's one of the only people in the world that can do a two and a half twist on a vault. And, like, the reason that, like, because she can do that, she led our team to victory because there were times, like, other girls messed up. But because she was, like, her vault was so powerful that, like, other teams couldn't even compete mm-hmm. against us. So there would be and no then, gold medals without Ali Raisman. Yeah, and a daughter of um, the parents who are like a living meme oh, on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She um, actually just amazing. She talks about that in her talk. Let's talk about that actually. What what were the key like takeaways from the talk? Like what were what were the main points that she wanted to drive home with her talk? Like what was her goal? Like yeah, like from the talk. Yeah, so she actually started out talking about University of Florida because she said that it was her dream growing up to go to the University of Florida. Did you know that? Nine. She was almost a Gator. Um, because I we think have the gymnastic gymnastic team here is really good. We have a really good gymnastic yeah. team. They yeah. compete um, with UCLA and things like that for championships. So I'm so excited for gymnastic season to I, start. I went there last last year actually really? for the first time and. Um, not gonna lie, actually, better than the volleyball game or basketball game. That was actually very interactive. Yeah. Like other other sport games are fun in a different way, but like these gymnastic gymnastic meets are just interactive. Like they shift your focus on different like you know points of the like arena mm-hmm. so well. It was so amazing. But b- besides the fun. gymnasts are like like their mental strength, their physical strength, and they start from a young age and they peak at a young age. So part of what she talked about was dealing with the pressures at such a young age because where a lot of professional athletes are um, peaking in their 20s and they kind of are more mature to deal with situations mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Gymnasts peak in like 15 is like when they're trying out for the Olympic team and they're very much young. Mm-hmm. And so um, she was talking about how she was almost a gator, but the way that gymnastics works, it's one of the few sports where if you go professional, then you can't be a collegiate, collegiate, okay, a collegiate level gymnast. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she decided to go professional because she knew that she wanted to um, do other things like do books and speaking and ads and stuff. Um, but one of the things that she talked about was 
the USA Gymnastics controversy that's going up that's going on right now and I don't know if you're up to date on it but the U- US, um, the Olympic Committee mm-hmm. actually revoked their rights as the national organization so if we want to go into the next Olympics with our gymnastics team they have to completely rebuild the organization because they've had like three new CEOs and one the last year oh, okay. like a couple CEOs have gotten like arrested for the whole like the scandal Nassar, right? yeah because uh, he he like sexually abused yeah. over 300 girls yeah um, and there were a lot of people involved in the cover-ups and mm-hmm. she was talking about a lot of interesting things that I didn't realize like USA gymnastics she said they don't have a dietitian which seems irrelevant until um, she told the story of how she went to go compete in Italy when she was 14 years old mm-hmm. and after a competition she had a slice of pizza and her coaches yelled at her for it and then she felt so bad and like she wasn't on the Olympic team yet she was just competing as part of Team USA and she thought this destroyed her chances of being like on the Olympic team and all this stuff and she was only 14 years old so she called her mom crying and she's like mom I had a slice of pizza and all that stuff and she's my mom was like it's okay Ali like that's like a slice doesn't do anything all this stuff but um, she was saying that a lot of their coaches aren't educated on nutrition and would make the girls feel so bad at such a young age mm. for eating things like this, especially like she's like after competitions, there's no reason to do that. And so it's really cool that she's bringing forth um, all these issues that we never realized that like young athletes have to deal with in these organizations. And she said they don't have a therapist. They don't have a dietitian, and those are like core things that you need if you're on like such a intensive program like this, you know. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. The other thing that I also thought about is that like when you shared that story just now, it is surprising, but at the same time, like it wasn't really that surprising to to me either because like the way I assumed uh, the role is that like you know you would have these coaches, mostly being male, and you know with the society being misogynistic and stuff like that they almost want to like they don't know how to really like communicate um like you know faults well and mm-hmm. so that's why it like turns into this like making them feel bad for eating slices because they probably the way they communicate that is like almost yelling at them or whatever like and instead of trying to make like instead of trying to make them realize like as to why that was a mistake or why that actually hurts their body even right. though they had just w- went through their like me yeah and i think in that particular instance she was saying that she felt like a lot of her coaches um weren't educated at all and she's like i didn't know until like i educated myself that things like carbs and sugars and like that stuff yeah they're bad for you old, yeah. but i i can have like a cookie after i'm done with my meat and it's not going to affect me in any way mm-hmm. and she's like i think it's crazy that like at a young age they didn't teach me that they didn't teach the coaches that and so it, it just puts such a negative impact on all these athletes mm-hmm. and so um she was saying that she was really glad that the that the whole like organization has been revoked and now they're going to be building back up because there are many things that she went through as an athlete and she feel like we succeed so much as a gymnastics team but like all these athletes lose like the aspect of having fun and competing like in a way that they're also enjoying themselves yeah they're essentially losing the sight of the sport being in like an enjoyment and whatnot like the 
very reason why they had started this. Right, and she said that I th- for a lot of athletes, when they're older and they're peaking and they, they control themselves and do all this, they're mature enough to understand that they want this. But when she was younger, she wanted to go to the Olympics and she wanted to do whatever it takes. But because she was so young, she just developed all these habits through like what they were pressuring her to do mm-hmm. that that's not healthy for her. Mm-hmm. So she was saying that now one of her goals is like meditation and yoga and she's really um trying to take on the tasks of being able to meditate kind of like how we talked what about is last so week. interesting i mean what is she up to nowadays though like did she talk about what she's up to now like is she still gonna compete like what is how involved is she in the sport i think i think she's retiring and something interesting someone asked her if she would ever consider um like joining the new organization as a leading role mm-hmm. because she knows a lot of the things that are wrong more with in like it. A, more in a leadership or, or like right, kind of like, like a coaching position or something. Um, not like a consultant or something. Like just yeah, like in terms of like the organization, not like like the sport itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she said that um, she would be interested in something like that, but right now she's really interested in spreading the message of sexual abuse mm-hmm. and things like that to college campuses, which is why she came to speak mm-hmm. to us. And I heard so that she also wrote a book, though. She did, so. Rise. And it was recently? Um, I think this was a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was like a recent addition to her catalog. Maybe I'm not, I'm not, sure. not maybe, maybe I'm not caught up on it. Yeah. But um, something that I thought that she said was really interesting was they asked her about, she posed naked for, um, Sports, Illustrated. for Sports Illustrated. And someone asked her like what her family members thought about that and what decision, what were the thoughts going into that decision. And she said that um, her family was really supportive of whatever she wanted to do, mm-hmm. but she wanted to do that because uh, she hates this idea that girls have to be modest in order to be respected. And she felt like her she had earned so many muscles from training so hard for so many years that she wanted to be respected for her muscles just like any man would be. And I thought that was really cool because that's, cool. that's yeah. the follow-up conversation that I had with her one-on-one mm-hmm. is talking about um, how sometimes, like, I know I feel this way and a lot of girls feel this way, is that you want to look really nice, but you don't want to have to deal with the attention and com- kind of, like, the security things that come with that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it feels safer just dressing, like, like in a T-shirts and jeans and stuff. Yeah. And so that was really cool that she was like, yeah, I absolutely agree. And she actually, like just talk to me one-on-one about that mm-hmm. yeah wow wow i know what a crazy <laughs> experience like that's 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 amazing like i think it's so it's so nice that you're getting to like experience this like this is what college is about and i think that's kind of what we're talking about before you started your career here at uf and like just in the last month i would say like you've done you've had so many of these like unique experiences like you yeah were a part of that parade, like the UF parade, <laughs> uh, that like, you know, completely, I didn't know that was happening, like in your life, right? Like this Ali Raisman thing, like I kind of shared the news that, hey, she's gonna be around and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew the gist of like, hey, you're gonna go. You know what I thought was stuff, funny about the parade? The parade? Yeah. Is that your intern? Mm-hmm. What would you call yeah, him? Yeah, my, uh, my student, that uh, a student that works with me. In, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he sent you a picture of me on the parade. Yeah, and why he, he snapped that <laughs> also, I don't know, like, because I'm assuming, like, you just passed by him, like, yeah. fast, so, like, he must, like, I don't know, he snapped it, and it he sent like it to me, really and I was like, it was really fast, it was decently fast, oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, and so that was so funny, because yeah, I guess like, he was attending there, and then he snapped, he's like, yeah, I think I saw your, your sister, and I was like, oh, really, and this 
this by the way this conversation was happening literally like in real time Simul- like as when you texted me you're like hey I can't believe I'm at the parade yeah. and so when you texted me that not I, at I, the parade in the parade you said something <laughs> I didn't register that like I just thought maybe she's like there or something oh, right okay. and then she's like yeah I think she's in there and then she he sent me the picture and I was like wait like you're like in it <laughs> I was in the parade yeah. and then so yeah. I texted you that same picture and I was like man I'm definitely leaking this shit <laughs> yeah to mom and then I was I was telling mommy about that I was like yeah and then Spence like I'm telling mom you were in a parade <laughs> instead yeah. of studying yeah, and I'm like fooling around and I'm like that. do it dude like how many times in your life do you get to be in a parade um anyways did you know Allie Raisman got paid $56,000 to come speak at UF wow is that crazy actually that's normal what I, I like I think it's normal the kid but that she like for what she's accomplished and stuff yes and speaking of that one of the texts that you sent me that night that resonated resonated with me a lot was that you said I watched her do a two and a half twist in 2016 and now she's here what can you can you kind of like explain what your thought processes were when you saw what she did in 2016 uh, at the Rio Olympics. Yeah. I mean, when she, when she was at the Rio Olympics, she was kind of an older gymnast. I think she was like... She was a role model. She was 21, and that's like really old. Mm. And like people didn't think she was going to be able to make the Olympic team again because there were so many younger gymnasts, and they peak really early. Right. But the fact that like she put in the work and she actually beat out these younger gymnasts. To sustain, yeah. Yeah, to, it was absolutely incredible. And I remember watching her compete. And I think even when the Olympics are going on, everyone in the world just has this, like, sense of, like, inspiration for these champions and, like, the work they put in. Mm-hmm. And so I remember... Especially like, during that time. Right? You, Everyone yeah. feels it in their heart, yeah, you know? Yeah. And you watch these athletes compete. Yeah. And so she's, she's it's crazy when, like, you see someone on TV and, like, they're doing these incredible things on the national level. And so... National. Oh, sorry. International. Oh, yeah. my gosh. My bad. I don't want to disrespect her, but, like, that was crazy, dude. She's an Olympian. Yeah. She's, like, a two-time and Olympian. And like... Won all these gold medals. And right. I got a to talk to her. A high-profile person. Individual. Absolutely. And just... And all earned all her achievements right yeah, not like daddy's money no like, no absolutely it's all earned and homegirls from boston well in the boston area Ooh, bless you <laughs> yeah. that's really cool that's really cool it was really cool absolutely. anyways that was really cool um and I'm, I'm so glad that you got to like experience that i would have came in with you but it was a lot of time came in. but yeah uh, no, it's, it's amazing like that's i fangirled for the both of us Amazing. <laughs> I almost like wished you tagged yesterday on that. Because that's straight up Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just going to go and show up. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst I can say? She can say, like, oh, I have to catch a flight. I'm sorry. That's the thing. You were okay with whatever outcome. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, the least you can do is try. Right. Yeah. And I got something absolutely incredible out of it. Yeah, that experience and yeah. the story. And the story. For the audience. <laughs> yep. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of... Gen.5.